Hi, I'm Jason Pritchard, and welcome to the EVTOR Insights Podcast, a brilliant show featuring guests from companies in the EVTOR aircraft and urban air mobility markets. Throughout each episode, we'll be finding out about their exciting projects, which will help revolutionise the way we travel in future and get their insights into the current state of the industry. In this episode, I'm joined by Nicholas Brieger, head of the FIA Drone and Vertical Mobility Academy. Nicholas has long been involved in the world of advanced aerial mobility. He started out as co-founder of German Drones, a German EVTOL drone startup focused on security and surveying. After leading the drone and urban air mobility business at global consultant firm Umlaut, now acquired by Accenture, he currently heads the FIA Drone and Virtual Mobility Academy, an organisation that supports more than 250 FIA member clubs with 90 million members worldwide. Having also founded several other companies in sectors outside of advanced air mobility, he combines a diversified technical background with many years of international business experience. So Nicholas, thank you so much for joining me on the EVTOL Insights podcast. Thank you very much for having me. The Drone and Vertical Mobility Academy helps to bring automotive clubs into the third dimension. Are you able to provide a bit of background as to how this began? Of course, yeah. I mean, the connection might not immediately be obvious, right? Um, the creation of the Drone and Vertical Mobility Academy was a response to the rapid growth and for us as mobility clubs increasing importance of the, the industry. Uh, the FIA, Federation Internationale de l'Automobile, recognized that um, there's a quite unique opportunity to leverage uh, our global network, global expertise um, within the mobility sector for the support of the member clubs in this field. Uh, one side note, if you've heard of the FIA, you will probably have heard of it because you're interested in racing, right? So Formula One, Formula E, World Rally Championship, and so on. Uh, the FIA is the governing body for those. This is the sports side. The other side, the other half, is that it's the international umbrella organization for mobility clubs. Independent of the country from which you're listening to this interview, there is a high chance, a good chance that there is a FIA member club in your country. Aneta in Ecuador, ACC in Colombia, AAUK for you, Jason, ADAC in Germany, 911 Botswana, AA Kenya, Japan Automobile Federation, the RAA in Australia. I could go on and on, but as you said, it's 250 of those in most countries um, of this planet Earth. So some of those clubs already had some kind of exposure to the AAM market. Just look at, for example, the ADAC Volocopter Cooperation. Uh, you might have heard uh, of that uh, in the helicopter emergency medical space. Um, the medical drone service in, uh, in the Netherlands of the NWB. However, those efforts were kind of disconnected until we were founded as the academy. However, as most of those clubs are not-for-profit organizations, and they are country locked. A ADAC in Germany will never compete um, with the clubs in Poland, in the Netherlands, in Switzerland. Um, so we are really confined to our respective countries. We had a unique, quite unique, I think, opportunity for cooperation um, because we can exchange knowledge freely. We can work together freely. The Academy was then launched in partnership with uh, the Swiss TCS Touring Club Swiss. 
um, which has already a strong record track record in, in the drone sector. And we have quickly become a center of excellence, um, internal and external for everything related to the advanced air mobility sector. Really have to emphasize that. One side note, and that's, <laughs> I'm finished after that. Um, Automobility clubs is not really precise anymore if it ever has been, right? Um, I really need to emphasize that. Our core is mobility, not automobility, independent of mode. Mobility nowadays is multimodal, intermodal, globally connected, and in the future also <laughs> increasingly aerial as we see. Uh, in the AAM space. Just look at, for example, our French member club who has recently completely removed auto from their name and are now only being called Mobility Club France. Excellent. Thanks so much for that introduction, Nicholas. So with all that in mind then, what impact do you hope the Academy can have on the wider advanced aerial mobility market as a whole? We talk a lot in previous interviews about the potential opportunities for collaboration, and I feel there's a lot of advantages and benefits that can be had for both parties. I wonder whether you were able to share a bit more on, on the impact that that can have too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I definitely hope that uh, we have a significant impact and that's that's really all cool. But I think there's three areas or three roles that we can take and we are taking in this market. First, uh, our members are a not insignificant part of the world's population with 90 million members worldwide, are users and consumers of mobility in its entirety. We really want to ensure that they can benefit from this transformation in mobility, in aviation. Integrating future air taxi services into cities and regional transport networks or global transport networks in a way that benefits us all in the end as also taking part in, in this mobility world, I think can be one of the most important ways, most lasting ways that we can use our strong voices as mobility clubs. Secondly, we are in the end customers ourselves, right? In the field of emergency, uh, helicopter emergency medical services, HMS, we, for example, have one of the first real provable business cases for eVTOL aircraft. I know we all hope that air taxi services, personal air taxi services will flourish in, in the future. Um, and I think there is a high probability that they will, but in, HMS, we can demonstrate that there is uh, profit uh, to be had. Um, and in the end, profit not only in the business sense, but also profit for uh, example, for, um, for clients, for emergency patients that are being uh, transported, as already demonstrated by the ADC Volocopter Corporation. We, of course, also buy drones, right? Drones and services from the AAM community. For example, the, the drones for training or accident reconstruction teams. Um, so there we can have an impact, a two-way impact really. Uh, on one hand, to the OEMs that provide those aircraft, that provide the drones, that provide services. And on the other hand, we can prove to the wider community um, and to, <laughs> to the wider public that there are real beneficial use and business cases. Um, that everybody can can relate to. Last but not least, uh, in some countries, we are, of course, mostly together with other local companies, becoming service providers ourselves. Um, for, from Switzerland, for example, where the TCS trains 1,000 drone pilots, more or less, per year, professional drone pilots, uh, Austria's UMTC, providing a great drone app, 
uh, to now Australia, uh, where we are starting out with a new medical drone logistics services based on the experiences of other clubs. Um, we are becoming uh, service providers. One of our main objectives on top of that is that we use our weight, we use our voices, and we use our dual space um, mobility and AAM uh, experience is to advise regulators and help shape national and international drone policies, ensuring that they are practical, workable, safe, beneficial for everybody, and that they help to drive innovation and create new business opportunities, as, as you said. Um, all in all, we really want to build this public awareness, this understanding of the potential benefits. Um, our goal is to help drive this, help drive this in a way um, that, that everybody can, can profit uh, from this. If you see yourself, and I will say this a couple of times in, in this podcast, if you see yourself in this description, uh, either as a user um, or as a company providing services, uh, wanting to get in touch with us, don't, don't hesitate to do that. Great. Thanks so much for that, Nicholas. And um, for those listening, we will um, ask Nicholas for uh, more contact details, just so if anyone is interested in finding out more information, um, at the end of our podcast, we'll we'll get the relevant contact details uh, for, for you all as well. But just going back to what you mentioned about the, the, the education awareness training, uh, Nicholas, more and more drones in the sky. I know the the uh, Drone and Vertical Mobility Academy says that the need for appropriate education and awareness training is becoming more and more crucial. I'd love to get sort of if you're able to elaborate further on what the Drone and Vertical Mobility Academy is doing to help with this the that need for that appropriate education and awareness training. Yeah, I I fully agree that there is a big need. I mean, we are in an expanding sector, right? Um, people that, that drive this sector. In the end, drone operators or just operators um, are a core, core part of that. Um, the academy itself is, um, I think, one step removed from, from the general public. Uh, we are primarily supporting mobility clubs, which in turn then may choose to train um, pilots, as we see in the cooperation with the TCS in Switzerland. And we have, don't nail me down on that number, right? But I think between 10 and 12 other clubs worldwide that are becoming um, drone training uh, providers or cooperating with local companies um, to create more awareness for, for the need here. We have kind of a dual role, um, and I think that that's shown through here. Um, on one hand, we are supporting the FIA member clubs, the local FIA uh, member clubs. We can provide guidance and advice uh, on that for them. And we train those clubs uh, for them in turn to get involved um, with the industry. We train them, we provide knowledge, we provide this global network, uh, this awesome global network that we have. Uh, we support them with project setup, project support, strategic advice, um, up to investor due diligence, really. And on the other hand, we provide uh, companies that need, for example, training with um, contacts to, to local clubs or other members of the AAFM community. And as I already detailed, um, there's a range of opportunities um, where we can, uh, we can support too. Um, also for companies, for example, in the traditional, traditional in air quotes, uh, mobility sector that want to break into uh, this world of drones. Um, as of now, 
it has kind of been disconnected, even though advanced air mobility or urban air mobility, however you want to call it, has mobility in, in its name. The sectors have been disconnected. So we can also provide a bridge, not only for companies that are already involved in the AAM space, but we can also provide this bridge for mobility companies that want to make uh, their break into this community. Excellent. Thanks so much for sharing that, Nicholas. And, and just as, again, a, a, a add on to what you've just answered there as well. I don't know whether you were able to share sort of any feedback uh, from any of the, the clubs. I don't know any conversations that you've had with member clubs. How are they feeling about this, this emergent sort of sector for advanced air mobility? I know there's, on the one hand, you have some that are fairly new to the industry, come at it with quite a lot of scepticism, but then on the other hand, others that come up with, with quite a lot of excitement. Has there been any initial feedback from member clubs when you've told them or when they've had conversations about this emerging market yes <laughs> i mean everybody has some kind of opinion uh, in in this right um nobody is is really uh, is really neutral a lot of them of course were kind of skeptical what does that have to do uh, with us but once you make this connection to the transformation that is already happening away from automobility uh, back to the roots of mobility in in some cases Touring Club Suisse, for example, started out as a, a, a bicycling club. Uh, so it really, multi-modal mobility is, is in our core. Um, the feedback is that they see this now as part um, of their mission. Of course, it really depends on the country that we are talking about. We cannot compare, for example, France with Colombia when, when it comes to this. So um this forming of an internal opinion um is really fruitful in in that way because we have different voices raising different concerns for different um user categories for for example so both in this space um where they see aam as something for the local members and of course seeing drones as tools and in the end for for most people they are just tools like hammers um they are getting more and more engaged in this perfect thanks ever so much for sharing that nicholas as well and then on top of uh, another vital part of the the ecosystem is medical logistics so we know there's a lot of that picking up pace lots of companies conducting drone flights between hospitals what can you share about this sector and the work being done by the academy i know you've touched a little bit upon it in some of your answers previously but are you able to elaborate a bit more on that please absolutely so i think what is exciting about the sector is that of course it's a quite easily graspable um, case, a, a useful case uh, for drones. And as the work, for example, of Zipline and so on in Africa has shown um, beneficial case, and this is now being taken to other countries um, as, as well. For us, this is a very promising sector, right? Um, we are both closely following the developments, but also pushing them uh, ourselves, as, as you just uh, mentioned. I personally believe that if used at scale, both drones and EVTOLs have the potential to really revolutionize medical logistics in most countries by making it, for example, faster, more efficient, more cost-effective, um, and so on. Please note the, the use of the word scale uh, here. We already talked about some of the projects, ADC Volocopter, uh, the medical drone uh, service 
um, in the Netherlands. ADC, by the way, also has a medical logistics project in southern Germany too. Um, and uh, the medical drone service in the Netherlands, and I'm quite excited about that, will probably exit the project stage this year and really go into commercial um, provable uh, operation. We also have the UMTC in Austria, um, who made a very promising start, and the RAA South Australia, we, come, we will come later to that. Now coming into the flock through um, the startup challenge, um, showing that we can really quickly share knowledge, exchange project experience to, to new projects. Our view, drones and EVTOLs can provide a faster, more direct mode of transport um, than certain traditional uh, methods. Um, depending on the country, those can be slow, subject to traffic, congestions, top of other concerns, for example, uh, around uh, sustainability. Um, although, of course, we can discuss about whether sustainability really is uh, at the top of the list when it comes to saving lives, but still um, having something that is potentially sustainable is definitely uh, good, good for us. So all in all, we are pushing this. We are uh, glad to to work together with um, with other participants in, in the space. Again, don't hesitate to get in touch. Um, and we're really seeing this as as a good opportunity. Are you able to tell me more about the Drone and Vertical Mobility Academy's Medical Drone Startup Challenge? I'm conscious it might have already either finished or it, it in the middle, but I think it's a really um, excellent opportunity to help sort of explore the wider collaboration. But I wonder whether you're able to share more with our audience about sort of what this was and, and kind of the, the, the role behind it too. So um, we are running a yearly startup challenge on, on different uh, levels. Those are designed to get newly founded venture startups into business with FIA member clubs and also, of course, in turn uh, with some of the other members of the industry. This is something that FIA clubs have been doing for a long time. Take a look, for example, at the currently running um, FIA Region 1 Startup Challenge, just Google it, focusing on topics outside of the AEM space, uh, really traditional land-based um, mobility. Last year, we wanted to promote innovation and entrepreneurship in the field of medical logistics. Uh, the challenge was open to startups from all uh, around the world that are working on innovative solutions to improve medical logis logistics and focused on getting them into touch with the RAA um, South Australia um, that, that I already mentioned. They wanted to start out in the medical drone field, so we centered this uh, challenge around uh, medical drone logistics. The challenge itself, I think, provides a great platform for startups to showcase their ideas, innovations, and connect with, with us as potential customers in the end. We also provide then, after the, uh, the challenge, mentorship, guidance, um, as well as access to really our global network um, of, of experts. We believe that by working together with startups and other stakeholders in the industry, we can help to create a really innovative, safer, more efficient, and more sustainable, in this case, healthcare system uh, for, for all. I cannot say yet what this year's challenge will focus on. Um, do check out the FIA Region 1 Startup Challenge. Um, we will run, run a separate one focused on AM, uh, but with our club's involvement ranging from road safety, 
uh, through training to uh, racing. I know you guys are, are setting up shop at the uh, British GP, for example. You can definitely expect some exciting stuff. For clubs then in the FIA ecosystem or industrial companies that even want to get involved, what can they offer? What's the, what would the, be the package that you could that we could that you, we could sell them to if uh, if there are, as I said, industrial companies that are interested in, in becoming involved? This question is is kind of hard to answer, right? As as you might have glanced at for for clubs, I think um, the the answer is very very clear. Uh, get in touch, and we will. Uh, offer our services for free. As I said, it's an FIA organization. If you're a member, it's for free. Um, and we will explore what makes sense for you. If you're in the industry, it really depends on where you are located and what you want. I gave you a small glimpse into the range of projects um, that we have from training, accident reconstruction, road safety, uh, medical drone uh, logistics services, and so on. Um, if you have something to offer here, don't hesitate to, to get in touch and we'll see if we can incorporate that if, if it makes sense. Um, if you are in the traditional mobility space, we can support you, we can consult you on how to break into this, um, how to combine, for example, the different uh, mobility systems. We are very experienced not only in AAM, but in new mobility shared economy, for example, too, as, as a whole. Um, in the end, um, it somewhat depends on what you want to. <laughs> if you are, for example, a local pro training provider in one of the countries um, that, that we are operating in, don't hesitate to get in touch. And we will see if we can combine our uh, expertise with the local club that might not have been yet in, in the space. If you are, uh, for example, a city and we are supporting a lot of cities that is wondering okay what impact does uh, the introduction of a drone service or an air taxi service have on my mobility uh, ecosystem we are here um, to to help answer some some of those questions if you are somebody in the mobility sector um, that is wondering okay um, is there a business for for me to be had that's again something something that we can help with. I know this is kind of non-specific. I know, <laughs> uh, but um, as I said, with a global business with two hundred and fifty member clubs um, that are um, quite diversified, it really depends on the country what uh, the specific club is doing. Um, we have a wide range of, of opportunity, opportunities to offer to you. With all the other work that you've mentioned as well, what has uh, 2023 got in store for the Academy? Is there any other uh, interesting projects that you're working on that you'd like to share that maybe is happening a bit later on in this year? Yes, 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 they are. Um, so I think in general, we will continue to see rapid progress in the development uh, of this entire sector of drones and EVTO technologies. Uh, we are all seeing it. Um, especially drones have come out of something um, that was uh, cutting edge and becoming tools, again, like, like a hammer. Um, this becoming um, of uh, drones and hopefully in the future also air taxis, um, that is something that enables totally new opportunities for us. As I said, for example, um, we are exploring um, the use of drones in accident reconstruction. We, a lot of our clubs have accident reconstruction teams 
that are supporting our members when they had an accident. And we are now giving them uh, drones um, as, as a tool. And that is something I think very, very exciting, something that in the end will help, help uh, save life, lives. The specific plans, of course, really depend uh, on, on the country. All in all, I think we are bringing more and more FIA clubs worldwide into the AAM community and support them in building their local uh, projects. Whereas 22 was a bit focused on, on the club world, a bit internal, I'd say. For 23, we are being much more outgoing, as you kind of see by, by me being here. You might, for example, listen to this podcast and think, oh, how awesome, uh, what are they doing there? You might have been at the Amsterdam Drone Week last week um, and seen our exhibit on the medical drone service there. Um, as there is a high chance that you as the listener are a member of one or of our clubs, or at least in a country that has one of our clubs, watch out for that, or get in touch either with a club or um, ask if you have questions or if you, you have something interesting to propose. I think overall, it's really an exciting time and totally exciting time for the drone and vertical mobility industry. We're looking forward to see the many new developments and innovations that will emerge this year and in the years to come. Just really um, final thoughts from you, really. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I've learned so much about the work that you're doing, both in the present, but also uh, in the future as well. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share that you haven't already mentioned uh, to our audience? One, one final thought, and it's not fully formulated <laughs> yet. Sorry for that. I think social acceptance of both drones and EV tolls is very, very crucial. As we have seen, for example, in Switzerland, where some of the projects in part due to social acceptance have been reduced in scale or totally uh, totally shut down, even though the medical drone sector in this specific case, for example, is kind of seen as, as a hallmark of, of the drone uh, industry. Um, we have 90 million members worldwide um, in a lot of countries. And I personally am determined to use those to first explore and then push the entire uh, area of, of social uh, acceptance. As I said, it's not fully formulated yet. Um, I don't know yet what kind of form this will take. If you have a great idea, don't hesitate to get in touch. Um, but I think for me personally, as a human, for us as clubs that uh, are in support and in the service of our members, the acceptance of drones is very, very crucial. And acceptance, of course, is kind of two ways. First, uh, of course, it's a new technology, it hovers in the sky, maybe it's kind of weird. Um, so we are building that awareness that this is something and can be something good. But of course, acceptance must also be pushed by the industry itself, for example, by ensuring that drones uh, and air taxis are unobtrusive, by ensuring that it's uh, accessible for all, uh, by ensuring, um, for example, that flight routes are built in a way um, that, that has low impact uh, on, on the community. So this is really something very, very close to my heart, and uh, we will push it um, in some way or another. 
for those who want to find out more about the work that you're doing or even wants to get in touch uh, to sort of have any more ideas on the the work that you're doing what's the best method for them to get in contact with yourself or even with the uh, uh, the, the academy itself Excellent. Really appreciate your your uh, your insights and final thoughts on that, Nicholas, as well. So it leaves me just to say, um, really enjoyed our conversation. But for those who want to find out more about the work that you're doing, or even wants to get in touch uh, to sort of have any more ideas on the the work that you're doing, what's the best method for them to get in contact with yourself or even with the uh, uh, the, the academy itself? Uh, do check out our website, uh, drone. Uh, dash academy.org um, I know there's not so much info on, on there um, but you can get a little glimpse um, write an email either at info at drone academy uh, or myself nicholas.breiger at tc.ch um, LinkedIn of course too there's so many methods nowadays that you can, uh, can, can use and I also really want to emphasize that we are working together with the local clubs. So don't also don't hesitate to get in touch with a local club. Um, if you're a member or non-member, uh, both are fine. <laughs> we accept you um, and, uh, and ask, ask away uh, whether they are planning, whether they are having some uh, exposure to the AF uh, community. Excellent. Um, Nicholas, it's been great having a conversation with you as well. Let's keep in touch. I'd love to hear more about the work that you're doing. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to be featured in one of our podcasts or there's something you feel we should be talking about, then please send me an email at editorial at evtolinsights.com. We'll be back soon with another episode, so look out for it on whichever podcast platform you use. Goodbye. <laughs>